0: I am Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa.
1: And I'm Eric. I'm born and raised in Montreal, Quebec, Canada.
2: And I'm Shari Ramos. I am also born and raised in Montreal, Quebec.
3: And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino Canadian life.
0: We at the Halo Halo podcast acknowledge that our creative project spans these areas and territories and are grateful for the traditional knowledge keepers and elders who are with us today, those who've gone before us, and the youth that inspires us. We recognize the land and benefits it provides all of us as an act of reconciliation, as recommended by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action, and gratitude to those whose territory we reside on, work on, or are visiting. I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Ishtabek people.
1: And Filipinos of Montreal would also like to acknowledge that we reside and are podcasting on unceded Indigenous lands. The Ganagaaka Nation is recognized as the custodians of the lands and waters on which we gather today. Jiuachake Montreal is historically known as a gathering place for many First Nations. Today, it's home to a diverse population of Indigenous and other peoples. We respect the continued connections with the past present and future in our ongoing relationships with Indigenous and other peoples within the Montreal community.
3: And I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently the Mississaugas of the Credit River. It's our main episode six and we have festive traditions with Filipinos of Montreal in the house. Give it up for Filipinos of Montreal! What's up? Thanks for
2: having (laughs) us again. Oh my gosh,
3: thanks for coming. So glad to see you guys again, even though it's virtually, it's nice to see you guys. Last time we saw you all, it was in the summer a couple of years ago. This time, a couple of years later, it's it's slowly (laughs) the winter. I was just recently in Ottawa and it was like snow on the ground here in Toronto. No snow. Is there snow you. in Montreal? <laughs> There's no snow here. It's just raining. That's wild. It's really raining in Toronto. It's kind of like, welcome global climate change. It's a bit strange for me to not see snow yet. Thankfully, I have Vessies on. Have you guys? Do you guys have Vessies? I don't know if you've heard about Vessies. Anyways. What is Vessies? Oh. They're rain shoes, right? And oh. So, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're based out of Vancouver. They just opened up a shop. Oh, in okay. Cool. Anyways.
2: That's because we have snow, so I don't that is
3: where that is true. (laughs) That is true.
1: All I know is that my sister moved about a year ago to Toronto and I asked her when she has to change her snow tires. And she said, we don't have to. And I was like, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's the thing in Toronto.
3: Well, you know, technically you should soon oh, especially for really? your insurance for insurance purposes but anyway uh, okay. you don't need me lecturing on insurance but oh my gosh <laughs> welcome filipinos in montreal <laughs> i forget about the insurance and forget about the snow boots and the snow tires <laughs> i was gonna say a thank you for coming again to our festive holiday tradition december episodes we couldn't have thought of better people to kind of have come on board but you folks the other is is that We just recently saw on your Instagram that all of you took a road trip to Ottawa and saw Prison Dancer. And a couple of weeks before that, Siggy and I had actually seen Prison Dancer. So we wanted to compare notes. So what did you think of Prison Dancer, the musical?
2: Blew my mind.
3: Totally, right? I I
2: think we had trouble talking about it because we didn't know where to start. It was such a beautiful piece, original music a filipino cast filipino crew mm,
3: filipino playwright like exactly and playwright. music and lyrics by by filipino people yeah
2: yeah and we had two of our friends perform or part of the cast so it was very special for us to be oh, there oh
3: that's amazing but
2: yeah i i'm still processing that day actually because it was just a lot and yeah such a beautiful story
3: was yeah, it a l- were you
2: friends with was it norm were you guys friends with uh norm? yes norm and dom you know what's the funny thing
0: is you guys we were at dinner at julia's a restaurant like not on elgin and the waitress is like are you we said we're seeing kristen dancers like oh my god my friend norm's in it Amazing. and she was it was just (laughs) what a superstar eh? he was they were lovely amazing i have to say you're echoing all those thoughts it's just it's shocking like filipinos in every part and facet of this like production it was you
2: know, it at the National be. Art Center, like you know, down to, down to the R and B runs. Yes, yes, that is, so yes. You know, yes. That is so <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so I was just like, yeah, Sherry. I... What
3: are you processing? That's what I want to know. Like, I know that you're kind of awestruck by it all. And I think that that's true. I think Sigs and I walked out really awestruck. And what's really interesting is is that I saw a workshop of this in Toronto almost a decade ago. Right. Mm. And so it's been interesting to see it evolve, at least for me. And even then, I still kind of process it in terms of what I've seen. I'm just curious to know, like, what are you processing? Like, is it because it was all Filipino? Is it because it felt like a really great reflection of what it means to be Filipino and like a Filipino story, essentially? Like, I'm just kind of curious to know what has left you awestruck and th- still continue to think about all of this. I
2: think the fact that it was shown at the neck, mm. like even just entering that and then sitting down and just like, oh my gosh, we're watching a show made by us you know right right and like really like internalizing that yeah I think yeah. We're, we're so i'm not used to seeing myself on stage or yeah. on screen like recently i guess but like yeah, yeah just yeah really basking in that and like you know we had dinner a bunch of us from montreal actually went to go see the show and then we all had dinner after and we're like okay is there a spotify version of all these songs <laughs> there is like, yeah, I know. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. I'm like, right. Evermore is like... On oh, yes. For me. <laughs> yes. On repeat, right? Oh. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Oh. Cherish. I'm team Cherish. You know. mm, totally. We, Cher- we are too. Cherish.
0: Sherry, but- we are wooing her. We want her to come on and she's like, oh, come <gasps> on. So if she yes. comes on, you Please. come. Yes. Okay. You come, <laughs> you come
2: on. I yeah. think I told... Like, so after the show, they all came on and I told her like, because there's a line where she's like, Thank you i'm sorry yeah. i don't know if i could say that but you could totally swear so like i i told her like i felt that one i felt uh-huh. it and i think we all did i think our entire
3: theater <laughs> felt that right yeah, when, and yeah, when someone yeah.
2: cat called yeah yeah totally totally yeah, exactly
3: this musical also has great pedigree right like it came yeah. obviously mounted in seen workshops of it here in Toronto. And then its first real mounting or actual mounting was in Edmonton at the Citadel. Mm-hmm. And so amazing then that it gets here. And then the Citadel also produced things like Hades Town and the six, which That's have gone right. on to Broadway, you know, fingers crossed that it kind of mm-hmm. keeps finding um. momentum that way. Right. That I think people that, that might not r- recognize how shows get developed. They start off in these different places and on mm-hmm. large regional stages, if not a national stage like the NAC, which is, as you say, incredible reaches quite an amazing audience. So I wanted to find out from the two of you because Siggy and I, not only were just kind of soaking it in, but we had this kind of meta-awareness of like, who's watching this besides Filipinos? Mm -hmm. We had like an interesting range of people watching it and all getting into it. In your audience, who was there? Did you notice anyone that, like I would expect Filipinos to be there, but anyone else that you you saw were like, oh, that's interesting, like that (laughs) these folks seem to be watching this.
2: Well, we went like, it was the last day
3: of right, uh, right.
2: of the show. and I think it was the before last showing. So I think everyone just wanted to make sure that they got to, to see it, it again. yeah <laughs> yeah. And then I think in our vicinity, maybe a few elderly like non-filipino folks. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you seen anyone else, Eric.
1: I actually feel like because that's one of the things that struck me was, you know, I look to my right, and it was just a group of older white right, people, right? And I thought I saw quite a bit of that throughout the crowd as well, which I was very impressed with. I was like, "Oh wow, this is interesting." And and even to the point where they're saying their lines and they'd have jokes and then they'd say something like, "I think uh, Powis." Oh, I have so much Powis on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. and they would laugh. The people next to me would laugh, but then you hear one person, ha ha ha. What did he say? You know, like so. <laughs> it was just it was just really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I was pretty impressed with what I believe to be the number of particularly older white people. I guess the knack has something to do with that, I would assume, because, you know, the, the level at, that it's at. Because, you know, as Sherry was saying before, I, I just wanted to to say this earlier. I, I was talking to Sherry and the others last week or when we went. I didn't know what to expect. I, I thought I thought it would be like like a show that we're going to support our friends you know like maybe not top tier like so to speak but like you know we we know they're talented but they're making their bones type of thing and like they're making their way so we're just going to go support (laughs) but then once it happened it was like wow wow like i I had no words whatsoever and i was happy that all these non-filipino people got to see that
4: yeah Um, yeah
1: yeah
3: you can tell the play development and the music development and you know I would say to those Canadian listeners out there especially in Ontario and Quebec like this is what Ontario creates creates or like the Arts Council of Toronto creates or the Ontario Arts Council or the Quebec Arts Council like this is what funding goes to and I know that Romeo Candido and oh my gosh Siggs help me remember Nina Nina Nina, Nina, Nina Lea, yeah Nina Aquino De Jesus yeah Carmen De Jesus yeah. they Put a lot of effort into getting funding to be able to produce it to kind of be at what I would say, if not near already, Broadway level production. Oh, like I, absolutely! You know, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, Definitely, yeah. And, and that's why, if we think about it, its kind of predecessors from the Edmonton Citadel, where they specifically court Canadian talent and talent across Canada and North America to actually develop the plays that then literally become like the next step is Broadway. You can see that they're totally on route and like what Sherry and Mm -hmm. Eric and Sigs uh, have said, listeners, you know, it's incredible to see truly, truly uh, like a Filipino story up there. And it just gives you, at least for me, chills. I know that it's given other people chills Mm -hmm. too. And I think for me, like, I was like, oh, it's nice to see a a queer Filipino character. Like I I was going to say, like what what a
2: unique story. Like we know about the prison dance Mm -hmm. from YouTube. I think we've all seen it or have heard of it. But like the queer love story, that they incorporated in the the musical, I just found I just found it so like, oof.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And meaningful and yeah. relatable you know and it wasn't a side story so I mean mm-hmm. kud- kudos to Romeo and company about being able to just kind of center that particular story instead of it being kind of like a side arc or whatever whatever yeah. the case may be so just lovely lovely, and it's just kind of like oh I can't wait to see where it's going to be
1: mounted next
2: you guys yeah, have to we bring it like, oh. Oh.
1: oh yeah be well, awesome. right. <laughs> but well, you no- know I told Dom actually the one who played Shakes uh, our friend uh, yeah. in the show yeah. I said as a joke before we saw the show I I said, next time we see you, like we're going to be coming to New York. Like I said as a joke, yeah. But then after watching, I was like, oh damn, dude, yeah. Next time we see you, we're going to be coming to New York. New York. Like, I, like, would like, be I, I like, wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't know if
3: if our listeners know this, but you know, lately there has been a resurgence of Filipino plays on the independent theater scene, and it, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we did see Prison Dancer mounted across the country, if not going to Broadway. At some point, right? Like I'm sure that it probably needs to be developed further to kind of meet whatever Broadway crowd needs there are. But I think it's just going to be, it's just wonderful to kind of, see it now and say, we saw it before it went to Broadway, right? Or we saw it before Mm -hmm. it got on on an even bigger stage at that point. So I think for me it was almost funny watching Prison Dancer because like in the middle of it, like is there also like a middle Christmas story too at the same time? So totally it totally (laughs) kicked me into the mood and then seeing the parole come down Mm -hmm. you know, during one of the, the big show stopping numbers and stuff like that. So that was kind of fun. It totally kicked me into the mood and kind of brings us to today's topic, which is kind of like festive traditions. And so I can't wait to hear a little bit more about our festive traditions. And when I think about our festive traditions, like they can be really varied. And so I think Sigs and I want to know from Filipinos in Montreal, like what are some of the festive traditions that you partake in? But as you both think about that, Sigs, what are the typical festive traditions that you do around the holidays?
0: So now I'm originally from St. Catharines, and my family lives in St. Catharines still, and I Moved uh, from my very trips of working and living in Quebec and then finally settling in Montreal where I became an adult and I settled down with a townie. That's to my wife, Emily. We love townies. We love townies. It happens. It happens. Noche Buena is something I'm so used to. And I think you – I don't know if you guys run into it. When we celebrate Christmas, it's Christmas Eve to me is when I celebrate Christmas. Yes, yes. We stay up late, Christmas Eve, and you guys know the old school. Midnight Mass, then after that you get to open your presents and then you eat and binge. Sleep in movies, music, what have. Marrying my wife, who's not Filipino, they're very much, we celebrate Christmas morning and we wake up for Santa. I'm like, oh, that's different. But we sort of married. The fact of the matter is we run the gamut. So the 24th, I sort of have a miniature Noche Buena with my kids and stuff. So we go to, you know, we go to a Christmas Eve mass. And my mom's like, what time? I'm like, it's earlier for the children. (laughs) You You guys know where it's midnight, right? And it's full house packed and you know we wait in line to get communion and it's exhausting for kids they have a lovely kids mass like where my kids where it's our parish that's belonged to my kids school and the priest is wonderful and it's really fun and it's like at five or six mm-hmm. so then after that you know we have like i make ukoi
4: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
0: sal rice you know nice. all those little things and yeah I, we we open some presents and all that stuff and then my kids are like okay Then they get to bed, even though I know they would kill to stay up to midnight because they think that would be great and crazy but you know they're going to just get cranky in the morning and they want to be up early but Noche Buena I, and I feel like my mother's probably listening yes mom we go to church <laughs> on Christmas Eve okay I, I keep it proper but I do get homesick so during Christmas Eve and I have told this Jess I call my parents and I see what they're cooking so they really mm. here's the oil we're making ham we're doing this and I I always get a little homesick when yeah. you know not having it. but the evolution you know interracial marriage and stuff but I still want my kids to observe that i would like to maybe go like for christmas and make sure okay this is what i used to do and dangle that christmas go to christmas eve mass and then maybe after but noche buena on a smaller scale with like some filipino food is what we sort of modified our holiday too like in in my house at this moment but i do have to say (laughs) i I keep it really light so eric and sherry i just want you to get ready because if you haven't been listening to jesse it kills me because they go all out i'm surprised Kuya, we haven't really celebrated together because i think you would be hoot you need to tell them you need to entrance (laughs) the Filipinos of montreal okay what happens in the mendoza household i'm so excited i love it yeah so i
3: i have to kind of (laughs) <laughs> yes, we also do a Noche Buena potluck on Christmas Eve. And just like SIGS, and I'm sure Eric and Sherry, you probably will feel the same way. This is, is that when you tell people that 24th is the big day, they're like, the 24th is the big mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Like people just look at you quizzically, but I don't care. Right. And I, as far as I'm concerned, the 25th is like, yes, everyone's out and about. And sleep. I'm just kind of I'm eating my Christmas. Now. Yeah. Yes, that's I'm Left- I'm catching leftovers. up on my sleep right at at that point. In 2003, so almost 20 years ago, right, to this day, (laughs) 2003, what ended up happening was my mom just said to everybody, I want everyone to dress up. And so it was like, okay, we all got dressed up. And then my mom was like saying, okay, I want us to have like some type of Christmas tradition like this every year that we're dressing up. And I said, mom, I don't know that I want to dress up in a suit like every Christmas Eve." And she was like, what do you suggest we do? And I said, I think we should just have a theme. So then that's what we did. Each year we would do a theme and then it would rotate, right? Because I used to set the theme and then I thought, you know, let's be equitable and delegate this. So we would go in order. So now it's my like fourth eldest nephew that is choosing a theme. But we've done everything from a plaid romance. So basically, (laughs) Buffalo plaid meets Lady Gaga. You know, and with then we the take wigs. all these with the
0: wigs. Like the Queer wig. has a wig, like almost yeah. sea like and everyone's with the glasses and they're full of plaid and then the mute- queer go. I-
3: well it, I- it's, <laughs> it's actually my cousin Chelda has the wig, right? And then yeah. we did we replicated like the bad romance kind of video and stuff like that. And then we'll do like one time we had a holiday in black and white. So everyone's like, you know, glee and black and white. And it was all like kind of festive and stuff like that. So and then one year, I think one of the favorite years for all my nephews and nieces is the superhero Christmas. So everyone just so they just took their Halloween costumes and then celebrated it on Christmas. (laughs) And so it was like it was like the easiest. So this year I was talking to my nephew, Rylan, and I said, okay. And I'm like, what are we going to use for Christmas? And he's like, I want people to dress up. But, you know, I really like it when we use the themes. But I want people to upcycle stuff. And I'm like, upcycle. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, so this year's theme is a Christmas remix and rewind. So choose a past Christmas theme and elevate it, right? So (laughs) that's what we're doing. So so now everyone is reviewing. And oh, what you all both, what everyone doesn't know probably is, is, is that each year we have a video montage of us in our theme, it's and then our color, amazing. Our, and and then all of us in thematically like dressing up. So one year we had reindeer games. Was the what? theme? Oh my god, yeah. So we were all dressed in white and browns and different shades of browns, and then antlers. And then it's like the picture. What is it called? Like that famous one with the dogs playing poker. Whatever that one is mm-hmm. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead, mm-hmm. it was all of me and my cousins playing. Poker with like <laughs> poker chips, and then we had like reindeer antlers and stuff like that. It was quite amazing. I'll have to send you the Vimeo. I need. I need to see that. The you'll videos. To, oh, I'll speck. show you. I'll show you the videos, and you'll be like. One year we did a Christmas mannequin one too. It was a warm white oh Christmas. God. Christmas mannequin. Oh, it's hilarious. And you did the one Actually. shot right, Kuya?
0: Like a con- one. We totally shot. did a one shot. It sick. It's like, so funny. Yeah. So
3: you see the entrance where we're all like dressed up in warm white clothing and eating at the like the nochebuena Filipino dinner and. <laughs> And then as you go up the stairs, you see my my aunts and my uncles and my parents praying the rosary, right? And then you see the, like the next set of kids actually doing karate in their white, you know, karate geese and stuff like that. It was it was hilarious. I will send you the videos. You're going to howl Please. and think, what, what is this crazy Filipino family in Scarborough doing? Well, this is what we do. We pick a theme and then we run with it. And I think that's the fun part. The fun part is, this is like, oh, what are people going to do? Mm. And you can be like, people are as creative or as literal as possible. Possible, and then we usually stay up till midnight, and then that's when we start to open our our Christmas presents and stuff like that. But I would say when the kids were younger, Santa Claus would always make an appearance, and mm-hmm. the question was like, which uncle is going to play Santa? Claus <laughs> <laughs> I had To kind of draw lots, and I was like, I am not being Santa. I'm not <laughs> to be Santa. No one wants me to be Santa, right? Yeah, no,
2: I think your family won. Your <laughs> family won. I don't know yeah. that it's a competition, it's but it's, a, it's That's a amazing.
3: Mind. But lately, I will say this though, Sherry is this is that the kids, like my nephews and nieces, who are now in their twenties, have all been into karaoke. And what's been fascinating mm-hmm. is that over the last couple of years, they've been asking my parents and their uh, titas and titos, like, "What are you into music-wise?" And then they've actually been singing them at karaoke. So it's hilarious. <laughs> here. Frank Sinatra and the Backstreet Boys, alongside whatever <laughs> they're listening to these days. So yeah, so that's the, that. that's what we do. I'll have to send you the videos. You'll laugh. We did a it's ten-year so summary. We did a varsity. Christmas one year right so everyone was like wearing varsity gear two years ago it was a collegiate Christmas so we all had to wear our like you know where we went to university or college it was kind of funny oh, it was yeah, and Eric, oh, you're going to laugh. You're going to be like, super so you guys are unreal. So, and it's like, I know, we're a little bit too much at Christmas.
1: So so what I want to say now is thank you very much for having us on this podcast. I know.
4: She I like... feel like
1: that's the end of the episode. I don't oh, know how no, we're supposed to follow no, no, that no. up. No socials. You can Ruin follow you. us at Filipinos <laughs> on Instagram. That's <laughs> amazing, though. Drop. no but that's like super amazing that's like it's like a personal tradition right like I mean it is your family yeah it it was just a
3: way of just trying to get away from this idea of dressing up and I had said to my Mm -hmm. mom many years ago is like what's the idea around dressing up and it's kind of you know looking like it came down to this idea of like just being thematically appropriate and I'm like well then we just have to come up with a theme. So if it's everyone in stripes, then it's everyone. And it was. One year we did everyone everyone in stripes. It was like a takeoff on Gap and stuff like that. But then it is. It's, and I just have to say, the pictures look great. But I think the funniest theme we've ever had was my oldest nephew. We ended up coming up with a theme called Outrageous and Ornamental. And then we looked like the Nutcracker come to life. It was the most funniest just look like the nutcracker vomited in ajax it's
2: hilarious no you guys won, <laughs> yeah. you guys won. <laughs> that's amazing well what do you do that's sherry amazing. sherry and eric what um, do you guys do for christmas listen not that
3: <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't recommend it's a, it it's a lot it's of work a toned
2: down version of that i mean We do the whole Noche Buena as well. So the twenty-fourth is the biggest thing. (laughs) We don't do the midnight mass because I think everyone is just hungry. Yeah. We 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 do like the eight PM or the seven
4: PM. yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So then when we get to the house, we're eating and then by midnight we're all opening gifts. So what I love about what my parents did when we were growing up, like they really brought both of their families together so like Mm -hmm. on christmas i had both my mom and my dad's side on the 24th and yeah i think so it used to be like everyone got each other's gifts but i think we're realizing that it's really expensive so we started doing like Mm. secret santa yeah and just like Jesse, but not as extravagant. We also have a theme. Nice. And then we also rotate house.
4: Right. Uh, right. Uh, oh, well, it's that's a fair. different
2: yeah. house or a different family that will host, which makes it fun, you know, because you yeah. have like, okay, like my cousin will wear green and then this family will wear red yeah. or whatever. That's the extent of things.
3: You do a <laughs> color blocking <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. yeah color bl- no,
2: no, we do right? stripes too. We do stripes too. It, yes. it happened one year. And then on the 25th, we, it's more of like my immediate family. So like my brother, my sister, my Mm -hmm. mom, my dad. And uh, yeah, we sleep in. Nice. Yeah, I think it's like the 24th is where we really like party and celebrate. What about you, Eric?
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so the traditions have changed over the years, over the last like 20, 25 years for me. But I think it's a collective or it's kind of like on a rotation. So my parents, my mom and dad, weren't really close to our kind of like family or family friends well no not that they weren't close but they just didn't like hang out with them as often mm-hmm. right but my aunt did so my aunt would always drag me along to all these they weren't our blood family but it's like our barcada like it's our family, family. They're, they're still family, still all they're, still family sure. yeah. they're still family yeah. completely they're still oh, yeah. yes they're all my cousins yeah exactly so and, and it'd be a house of full of like I think we get up to like forty, fifty people, Ooh. like at it, like it's it's pretty mm. wild, yeah. and so like Sherry actually, so that's the twenty fourth. We do the twenty fourth again, also like Sherry. We'd probably do like seven, eight o'clock mass for those of us that went. Yes. But the rest of us would be at the house.
4: Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> and like so, we do the twenty fourth, and so and then the younger ones, like the ones who are younger, when some of us got our own places, condos. After like midnight, we'd head over to like all the younger people would like head over (laughs) to like one of my cousin's places, yeah, and we'd just kind of party our way type of thing. (laughs) We do that, Uh, so there's that aspect. But then sometimes it was also like the 25th was also like closer family, like just uh, my parents and my sister. Sometimes my aunt. It would run the gamut of like two or three or four days, right? You know, like like a lot of people like it's during that, and and I think one of the more recent traditions that my sister and I kicked off was on the 25th, we'd actually go watch a movie oh, uh, nice. together. So like yeah, yeah. That's
0: smart. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's super comfy and all that. So it's, it's kind of like on rotation. So some years I'll go to the big party and some years just be like with the close family. Okay. Actually, when I go to the big party, it's mostly me. My sister's more introverted than I am, I guess. <laughs> uh, when it comes to that. And, and I'll go represent like the family. <laughs> right, like, right. So, yeah. And she'll say, do I have to come this year? I'm like, it's okay, I'm going.
3: Yeah, I think I love this idea of rotating different houses. And I agree with you both, right? That it's the idea that the 24th becomes this huge fiesta. And then it's all the little visiting that you do from the 25th up until like, you know, January 6th, if you celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany, you mm-hmm. know, depending on the households and stuff. But it is true. Like, I find that most Filipino families you know, that idea that huge Filipino family on the 24th, then like all the smaller different events afterwards. Now, in addition to all of that, and what's common with all of that is all the Christmas food. So I want to know from all of you, what is your favorite Christmas food or dish that you look forward to on the 24th? Now, I'll say for me, it is the Filipino style pineapple glazed ham where you have to Mm -hmm. so here at Mm -hmm. least there's a place that you go order it or if you've got a lucky family member right that knows how to do it and takes the time to do it like I go for that first but What I love is is that these days they not just make one or two hams, they now make three or four hams because they know (laughs) everyone wants, you know, (laughs) menong ba on sa sa ham, right? So, you know, does anyone have any like Christmas ham to take home? Because Mm -hmm. what I love is on the 25th, I love having my pandasal toasted, lots Mm -hmm. of butter, and then have that pineapple glazed ham in the middle. That's also what I look forward to is in the next day. So I'm curious to know from all three of you, like what is the food that you look forward to? Well,
1: I, I was going to say glazed ham also. That's like my top pretty much. Yes, like, yes, yes. And yes. of course, all the other foods, especially if it's at the big events, you know, everybody's kind of bringing a dish. So like yes. you got everything. I'm, I'm always happy if I see menudo. Oh, uh, yes, oh yes, yes, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. so, that's nice. Yeah, menudo and the glazed ham are probably like my top tier and and I'll eat everything else. But those are the first two I'm going to go for.
3: Now, Eric, who makes the glazed ham in your family? Is there somebody or do you guys order mm-hmm. in?
1: No, there was. A, so my aunt used to make a pretty mean glazed ham. Yeah, actually, there's a lot of people. A lot of people in my family seem to make glazed ham. It almost feels like, <laughs> like it's a staple. When you mentioned before about like about Ordering it out, I was like, oh my God, that happens. I was like, (laughs) it totally does happen. We're not,
3: maybe you win the Christmas war in terms of food, right? Because I can say that not there's not a lot of people in my family that make the Christmas ham, or at least, I mean, mind
1: you, I can't. So I kind of depend on my teeth to make it. So, yeah.
3: I hear you. I hear you. Well, I mean, I'm just a little bit jealous, right? You know, that you un peu <laughs> <jaloux>. <laughs> jaloux. Un peu jaloux. yeah, that's right. <laughs> that that you have lots of people that can do that. But do you do the same thing like me where you love having bandasal and ham the next day or the next couple of days? Or
1: oh most definitely either that or or it's like two or three in the morning and I'm just going to the Tupperware mm. and just grabbing a piece of ham and just like yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: All that brown sugar, pineapple glaze. Just, oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, love good. It, love so it. good. Sherry, how about you? What is the festive Filipino food that you look forward to on the 24th?
2: So I would like to reveal that it is my mom that does the honey glazed ham. Ooh. <laughs> so I don't often grieve it. <laughs> but I always look forward to whoever brings the karikare. Oh, yes.
4: oh
3: yes.
2: My mom my mom doesn't always make karikare. Yeah. I think recently she's been doing it, but like I love that.
3: Rich with bagong. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. rich. Ooh. And yeah. like Pungent, but in that it, yeah. really nice, pungent mm. way, right? And, yes, oh, yes. Love it. Love it. And that yeah. saltiness, you know, that kind of mixes in there. You know, because it's like a curry stew, it just kind of eases that winter chill that mm. we all experience here in what we know as a subarctic nation known as Canada. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think curry curry and then like puto.
3: And
1: puto. Whoever brings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Six i was gonna it. say though sherry i feel like kare Kari is like your all year round though
2: no my all year my all year long is dino guan
1: oh, <laughs> oh, really? oh wow. yeah that's right that's
3: right, that's right i that's love right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That, when people ask me what it is i'm like don't worry about it don't worry, <laughs> don't, worry don't worry about it, it. just eat it, <laughs> just eat it. <laughs>
3: it's good it's good don't even think twice
2: yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
3: Sigs, what about you? What's your favorite? You
0: know, you guys are capturing stuff because I make a good ham. Because you've had my ham before. Yes, I have. Before. Yeah. I just, but I'll be honest with you. This is so, this is what happens when you have a very mixed household. Listen, I'm happy when I get to have lots of white rice. let's be honest any excuse and i know this sort of segues into the conversation of what's the western foods that appear at your buffet when my parents when i was growing up my parents really initiated like yeah we have filipino food but there's something about having turkey and gravy on rice
1: you know what i mean
0: (laughs) which is very jolly right like it's so similar and i just like I miss having rice all the time, this carbo loading. And I'm just like, I just, please, I'll be happy with a bucket of chicken and rice, the skin and <laughs> the rice. It's festive, but like the ham, you're not wrong. And right now I'm salivating because I haven't had a good kate-kate in a long time. And mm. My father makes really good pandasal. And I just heard a horrible, like not horrible, a cheesy like dad joke of like, you know, what's a Filipino's favorite pie? The I don't pie. know.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, wow! Ouch. Ouch. Ouch! Ouch! I'm so sorry. I hope wow. uh, we just got unfollowed. We just got unfollowed. Pun um, <laughs> to solve that freshness, and I agree with you, Eric. Sometimes, like when you're cleaning up the kitchen and it's late at night, and it's one of those mm-hmm. things. Oh, you know what? You just take one out and like peel sure. off a piece of the ham that's already like cut. And you're just like yep. I'm just going to put this in here, and you eat yep. it, and it's just. Oh, it's that after like hangover of food where the food's mm-hmm. still out, the saran wraps on it, it hasn't been put away <laughs> yet. And you're just like, um, take my that Yeah, sure, I'll have a little bit more, even though you've eaten <laughs> so much. The, the, and you're the so partially tired out, maybe, yeah. It just it's that that that's the festiveness that I miss. It, meanwhile, it'll be my wife going. It is like two AM. Are you still downstairs? I'm like, yeah, yes. baby, yes, <laughs> yes. And then she'll yes. be like, it, bring a pot of up. I'm like, I will. But like, <laughs> uh, I miss that energy. And uh, yeah, you guys talk about ham and all that. Yeah, I am. Well, very
3: happy. now as six was just talking about, you know, traditional Filipino buffets obviously have like lots of Filipino foods, but lately I've been seeing a lot of Western European foods show up at a Christmas mm-hmm. buffet. So I'm kind of curious to know from all three of you you know, what Western European foods have started to show up at your Christmas? Of course, I can start. You know, I think what's been fascinating is that we've been getting lots of different things, but the two that seem to stand out are are garlic mashed potatoes, because I like Mm -hmm. garlic mashed potatoes. And I think, you know, like living in the residence system in university, I just I don't know, like I've never had mashed potatoes at home growing up. And then I, I get to university and then suddenly in residence, you'd be eating mashed potatoes and everyone's like, oh, this sucks. But I'm like, oh, my God, this is delicious. And and then, of course, I would like keel over from a carbo loading at, at that point. Um, and so anyways, I just started bringing that to Christmas. And then interestingly enough, as like my cousins have married people that are non-Filipinos and then they come to our Buena Noche. Like, do we get things like pierogies? So, you know, mm-hmm. which is part of uh, Polish heritage and stuff like that. So, it's been fun to see other different foods kind of arrive, just like what you're saying, Sigs, like around having turkey suddenly at the Nochebuena table and the, the Christmas buffet. I'm curious for Eric and Sherry, like, what else is showing up at your Christmas buffets that have interestingly found a home on a Canadian, Filipino Canadian table?
1: So, for me, so, yes, you know, as Filipinos are intermarrying with other non-Filipinos, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing more. I don't know if it's so much. So there's a couple of things. So lasagna is one. There's there's a couple of. Oh, um, mm. Yeah, yeah. So lasagna, because I have a, a couple of cousins who married Italian partners, right? Uh, for example. And, and same thing like with you, uh, an Eastern European partner. I think I've seen pierogies at some point or another. Right, right. Of course, the turkey with the gravy, mashed potato, because. You know, we do potluck style. Everybody's bringing right. something, and the younger generation, who isn't as adept to cooking, right. I'm starting to see more like you know Domino's pizza. Like somebody will bring <laughs> two two boxes of Domino's pizza. Somebody will bring. I brought Korean fried chicken one year. Oh like I just yummy. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So so it's just like a real mashup of like everything, take out or not. So and that's at, at so which point, you Jez-
3: still yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I take it back, Jess, because when I mentioned the whole, you could do that, like order out a ham. Here I am bringing like Korean fried chicken. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah. Oh my that's, gosh, that's, I'm gonna have to think about that.
3: Bringing Korean fried chicken, I think that that mm. would be a hit at a Filipino like nochebuena oh, Filipino buffet. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sherry, how about you? What what has kind of shown up at a at your Filipino Christmas table?
2: I don't even know anymore. It's mostly Filipino, to be honest. Right. And if right. we do get the lasagna or like roast beef or whatever, it's a Filipino tita that's doing it. Right. A and Filipino a Filipino version that... of it, right? Where
3: exactly, there's like exactly. Sugar in the tomato
4: sauce.
2: <laughs> 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 very, very much that, actually. Yeah. So I think it's like our version of a Western dish. Yeah.
3: Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Like way, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Filipino Americanized food in some way, shape. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Sigs, how about you?
0: It's so funny because when I, with my in-laws or whatever, it's so separate. But if you look with my family, my cousin mm-hmm. Cedric, they had faux last year. Mm. They, they made all these things. And I'm like, what's in the corner? My Cedric <laughs> was on the FaceTime with me. He's like, oh, we're also making faux on top of everything else. They're like, yeah, we're mixing it up. I'm like, uh hey, <laughs> Do what you can if you you're can, grazing like, for hours, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Grazing from hours after church, right? So <laughs> I think that's to see faux there. I'm like, hey, you know, it's, it's a good mix. Wow,
3: that's amazing. I think being Filipino Canadian, I think that this is what I enjoy the most because if when I'm celebrated Christmas in the Philippines, strictly Filipino, sometimes you'll find a lot more fried chicken than normal but strictly Filipino. But it's been kind of fun to just discover different foods kind of popping up along the way. And I think that's actually really Filipino in some ways, because we just accept it. We don't say, oh, you can't bring that. It's just kind of like, you know, bring it anyway, because it's more about kind of sharing, sharing the food, sharing the wealth, sharing the love, so to speak. Now, the holidays don't just end on December 25th. Of course, they kind of continue on. Do you guys continue to like the Feast of the Epiphany? Or does it just kind of and after, by the time we get to December 31st and New Year's Eve.
2: Oh, the Christmas decoration is until the three kings arrive.
3: Oh, that's right. That's what I so would say. That, oh, January 6th. Oh, <laughs> January 6th. I going to say January 6th. Yeah. That classic. Eric, classic. same thing for you. January 6th until the three kings have arrived and uh, brought I their mean, gifts. It,
1: yeah, yeah, it depends on the household. But I mean, like, yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah. For as long as people are on holiday, yeah. there's uh, always something going on mind you the other part of it which i guess a lot of us might share or a lot of filipinos might share there's a lot of nurses in my family right. that's true so, shift work yeah so there's a lot of shift work so some people that's can't right. make it this time and like so other things might happen afterwards so right but yeah generally speaking i'd say till about the sixth like about the sixth more or less yeah
3: and six same thing for you like i think in six? our
0: household in ottawa my wife's like It is over. I'm cleaning it up. So by the thirty-first, like it goes down. But it was so funny. As soon as you said that, I'm like, someone's gonna say January sixth, because that's what my mom used to do. Yes. Mm. It just be I mean you know it's sort of sadder when all the presents are not under the tree. Yeah. And you're just like, oh but (laughs) mom was like, What the six over this? I'm like, okay, I respect it, no big deal. But my wife's like, it is over. We're cleaning it up. I don't care. Oh my goodness. I have no qualms about it. It's no biggie. But I just, it's so classic. My mom and my dad, I remember January 6th. We wait till January 6th. I'm like, understood. (laughs)
3: Yeah, <laughs> And then from like the 25th or the 26th to the 6th, there's usually lots of Filipino visiting. Like, do you guys usually host or do, are you the folks that go and visit the people that are hosting these kind of extra Christmas parties or extra visits to like, come on over and eat the extra ham or the roast beef that I haven't uh, <laughs> been able to finish? What do you all usually do between the 26th and the 6th?
2: Well, if we don't host... After the 25th and 26th, we are hosting. Right, people. right. I think it's a mix of like hosting, but also visiting. Like right, right. Oh, this person's in town. Let's let's invite them over. Or like, let's go there. Especially when we were younger, it was a lot of like, my parents dragging us around. Yeah. <laughs> um, same, yeah. same, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. go see your ninong and ninong. They have gifts for
3: you. And they it's like, yeah. they don't. <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> they have the gift of love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like utang am yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly okay.
2: It. It's been thirty years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> interest,
0: get the interest.
3: <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Counted <Exactly. laughs> it as well. Eric, yeah. how about you? What do you, What do you do between the twenty six and the and the six?
1: Oh, totally a visitor, <laughs> like <I'm> completely <laughs> a visitor, Yeah, like always going to other places. I mean, again, it was mostly my aunt that would like hook up these like, right, these party or visits or like tell me to go. I mean, at the same time, uh, the January 6th is actually my dad's birthday. So it's kind of like, yeah, we would kick into another gear at that point. It was still like within the immediate family. So it wasn't uh, for that because my parents just didn't seem to always go and hang with the bigger families. So Right, right, right,
3: right. Six, how about you? What do you do between the 26 and the six?
0: When I was younger, it used to be other families or godparents, you know, and they took my parents, you know, they have presents out of respect. And, you know, we'd go there with chocolates and stuff and like, maybe you get the random present. But I was like, I'm in for the food. If there's more lumpia and stuff, (laughs) all good. Now, or whatever we have, I have my in-laws that come a little bit later and it's not as as filipino oriented but right now this is just this conversation is making me homesick because oh. uh, my you know my parents are doing that but i guess I'll, I'll probably call them like tomorrow or whatever just to see what they're up to but yeah i remember those days of just it's a constant thing until you go back to school of visiting other yeah. relatives and right getting more food and stuff so
3: i would typically do a lot of the visiting too and if, mm. if we were hosting i of course i'd be helping my parents But lately, I've been hosting my nephews and nieces, which again, are mostly in their 20s. And I've just been hosting a hot chocolate where it's like, bring your friends. And so it's kind oh, of it's like, nice. oh, let's go visit Nino. So now they're asking, like, when's this hot chocolate party going to occur <laughs> this year? So, of course, I'm going to have to plan that soon as well. <laughs> now, is so cute. isn't it cute? And then, so, the, yeah. Cherry, this is what I did, too. I also went to Walmart and then bought these Christmas mugs And for each of them. So now they have, like, these, <gasps> like, Christmas mugs of, like, you know, Santa or an elf. And so then they just bring, like, they come and they bring their mugs. And then I make them all hot chocolate. And then I go all fancy. Like I go really luxury, and I go to William Sonoma, and I buy like the chocolate like the hot chocolate. I know nice. I'm living a bougie <laughs> Filipino life. I know, I get, I, and it's true. I own it. I own it. And then they're all, and then we have like homemade whipped cream, and then like their friends wow. are just kind of yeah. And then the ones that are a little bit older, it's kind of like okay, do you want some alcohol? Do you want some Kalua in it, right? And they're like, Nino, can we have some? And I'm like, sure. like Mama, well, Dad, Jesse's
0: available from a branch of his new podcast off the Hola podcast, lifestyles <laughs> and party planning,
3: which. 12, 12, with 2020, yeah. 20,
0: in 2024. We will gladly do that if you want to do that totally, to our totally. brand. Kuya. Okay.
3: Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's been funny. I've I've just decided let's just kind of modernize the tradition just a little bit. And I've actually been saying, like, come for it's basically a, a chocolate open house from like two to five. So it's like come because i live in downtown toronto so it's like come and then go to the eden center go where you want to go west queen west or you know whatever the case may be so their friends kind of come and then gives me a chance to kind of figure out do you have the right friends right and so (laughs) listeners you don't see sherry but like sherry's like (laughs) pensive and quizzical and like hmm Adjust, that's a good idea I'm it sounds have to do very, that.
0: like it sounds a little bit off-putting when you say you have a chocolate open house yes but really it's a say, time, of gonna... it's time of judgment it's time of judgment <laughs> I'd like to say assess the people I like
3: to assessment. assess assessment. I like oh, to, to assess enough. the friends that's a good right word. that's a good word I'd assessment. like to assess the friends that they're meeting and then I can have talks with them afterwards and say so prove their value yes that's right that's right that's you know, a good exactly. Nino. well good I'd word. like to be that's invested. I'd like to be invested in their lives you know when they were growing up I certainly was like their ninong for homework help like over text it's like ninong like what can you tell me about blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and it's like <laughs> here you go and here's a reference and notice it's not Wikipedia <laughs> for that matter and stuff like that but now they show up at my doorstep and they're like you know at one in the morning and it's like you know can you help my friend out he kind of drank a little bit too much and it's like uh, here go to bed here's some aspirin and some water take the couch and does your friend eat bacon in the morning right so, <laughs> so that's I what i love happened. that i know it's so really they, cool. just because oh i live God. in downtown and they like they mm-hmm. sometimes party in this area and stuff like that so no but be like... the
2: fact that like you are the, like the point of contact like that is well so one of the points cute. we always
3: talk about this at least me and my sisters and my cousins it's like I don't care if the way our attitude is is, is that as long as they come to one of us mm. that's all that matters. Mm. If it's me that's great if it's somebody else's it's, it's and we don't take it personally. Because yeah. I know that one of my nieces has an affinity for one of my cousins and it's like well they get each other and that doesn't mm. matter like that they're not talking to me or my other sister about it. They'll come talk to us at the right time but at the end of the day it's kind of like as long as they come to one of us, yeah, it's better that they yeah, get yeah. advice from one of us as opposed to maybe not the best people sometimes. And so, totally. So, anyways, yes. So, my chocolate open house, my Christmas chocolate <laughs> open house is also a reconnaissance mission or assessment of friendship groups. And I have to say, they all have actually made really great friends. And it's also a good place for them to workshop, if you will, quote unquote, their girlfriends or boyfriends or their partners. <laughs> So it's like, like, you know, can I bring my girlfriend? And it's like, sure. And oh, then I get to so tell my cute. sister. I get to tell my sisters about kind of like, oh, this is what I learned and stuff like that. And I know that they listen to the podcast, right? So like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. going
2: to go. say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, can I just say, though, like you are so inspo because my godson, he's my first godson yeah. and he's a teenager now. Yeah. And he spent the summer here and we just got to know each other yeah. and it was really nice and it made me oh. realize how like I really want to take my role as a ninang oh. serious yeah like, seriously yeah and
4: Shearing like I just
2: just hearing your stories I'm just like oh my gosh yeah that's true like having my godson message me or like confiding in me. I'm yeah. just oh Aww. like you trust me and you feel yeah. comfortable and safe with me. So
3: yeah, like I mean Thanks so all you. of these kids have talked to me about their careers and where they're going. And I've told them like at the end of the day, this is what happiness is about. It's it's about like following what you're passionate about as opposed to what you think a noble profession is. And mm-hmm. I think it's those discussions. And I think to myself, mm-hmm. for me, a modern day version of what it means to be a Nino or a Nino <laughs> is about investment, right? It's less about kind of guidance, it's about investing time in them. And I feel that if I invest time in them, it comes back in in many different ways, comes back to the family, the richness or the wealth comes back in many different ways. And it's not even just financial that I'm, I'm talking about. And then I also kid around with my nephews and nieces, right? Like I say to them, Mm -hmm. you know, you do realize you're my retirement plan, like you're mine and (laughs) Tito Michael's retirement plan. So that when I'm like in my self-driving car and I'm cursing it because it keeps taking me to the scarborough town center instead of the eden center right you're gonna you're gonna come and reprogram it my... well it's true right it's like yeah. i can just see it like me being 80 in the middle of this self-driving car and it's driving me somewhere where it doesn't want to and i'm gonna have to say jordan can you just fix the self-driving car and get it to just get me to the eden center i do not want to go to scarborough town center anymore right just to go shopping the so sherry's right it's Too far, and I'm going to end it. It's too far, it's too far, right?
0: So, Sherry, soon you can have your own chocolate open house or you know, maison de chocolat. Your lips, <laughs> you your lips to it. God's
2: ears. Yeah, Seriously. I, I feel
0: it. I feel it. And I think you have a ninong and ninong episode in the yes. Hallahalla podcast. I think we need to,
3: I think we need it's to perfect. have a ninong and ninong episode kind of coming up now. When I had one of these open houses, you know, one of my (laughs) Nanak's friends was like saying to me, you guys are so kind, like you Filipinos are all kind. And I just remember saying, that's not a stereotype, is it? Right? (laughs) It's like, no, 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 I didn't mean (laughs) to stereotype it. But I do kind of think about that, like during the 26th to the 2nd, anytime I've taken non-Filipino friends around to these Filipino expressions of post-Christmas open houses and stuff like that, that is the one thing that I constantly hear about is like the kindness of Filipinos. And so just wanted to know from you guys, like what does kindness mean to you? And when I was doing some research for the episode on this, a lot of Filipino scholars out there talk about how kindness is linked together with that idea of kapwa, that idea of shared identity and togetherness. And that when you kind of dig deeper into it, what they mean by that is that we think of people being together or in community with us automatically does kindness follow because you wouldn't treat yourself Mm. crappily, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. if, if you don't treat yourself like crap, then if you identify with someone and they're part of your community, you automatically treat them. And it's almost unconditional acceptance. And I when I was reading up on some of this, too, it just kind of reminded me about Anthony Bourdain kind of also talking about how. Filipinos are just constantly caring folk and that our caring labor and who we are as people and that value that we have is really linked to this idea of kindness. In the season that we're in, I think to myself, this world, especially this world right now, which is in a lot of pain, I think could use a little bit more kindness. Curious to know from the three of you, like what does kindness mean to you or what does kindness in the Filipino expression of it mean to you?
0: We have this discussion a lot in our house and I don't think it's because my kids are being threatened by getting Christmas presents or a stupid elf on the shelf. But we talk about like outward actions being large or small that affect people. And with kindness, it's sometimes it could be a big action. It could be, you know, a donation. And sometimes it could be something simple like sharing a smile or opening a door. Something that's courteous and we usually appreciate them. And I try to preach the fact that we they're often done without a return in the sense where it's a transactional. And especially trying to explain it to a seven and nine year old, that kindness is really important. Sometimes we ask, did you do something kind today? And my son would be like, well, I played with someone that normally doesn't play with us or my daughter said, oh, I cleared a space for another person to sit at our table, who was sort of alone. And I'm like, yeah, that's kindness at a scale. And it's funny, my kids bring up, I'm like, you know, Lola does stuff where, you know, they donate our clothing or we send our clothing back to the Philippines and or Lola like helps out people where they've just moved to Canada and we share clothes and they host them for parties and stuff. We see that pictures and Lola tells us about it. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, those are examples of kindness. And it's no more outwards. And if we happen to receive kindness it's a good feeling that you embrace and sometimes you want to spread it and move that feeling along when kui and i were thinking about this topic about kindness i really did think of you guys at the Filipinos of montreal because you guys do a lot of uplifting and supporting your friends and you had a a movement i think it was maybe two years ago but support your friends and mm. whether it was big or small you gave kindness by spreading the word about your small businesses People doing arts and stuff and building that community and it's built on kindness and uplifting each other and I think of you guys when we're thinking of this topic and I sort of wanted to segue to that just to acknowledge like a lot of the work you emulate that Capua and love whether it be that radio station the Capua station that you guys highlight or the artists from Andy or Alan Matudio and the exhibits or even there's this wonderful baker that you guys turned me on to that makes like Ubi Brownies and just highlighting like the work and I I see that constantly in your feed and the actions of Filipino Montreal. So I I sort of toss it to you guys with your analysis of kindness and I I really see it embodied. And Kui and I talk about this by your crew in Montreal.
1: Wow. I mean, thank you (laughs) for for starters. (laughs) Like that's really, um, that's a tough question to answer, I think, because I think you pointed out Siggy, like kindness can come out in a lot of different forms. I mean, if we're thinking of kindness and and let's take the holiday season, for example, or mm-hmm. a big get together. To me, kindness is the people that you're with, the family at the end of the night being like, Okay, who has a lift home? Is does everybody have a lift home? Like yeah. how how are you getting home? Like, how's this? Oh no, wait, 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 Like, we need to make sure, like, you know, that's you know, just kind of like that brings a community aspect and we're all looking out for each other. In fact, I think that happened at the Tindahan, like, you know, when It was just like a few of us left, Terry, Sherry, me, like Chloe, and like just a few other, like some friends. And I remember somebody was like, oh, how are you getting home? And we're all adults. You know, the the metro station is like right there, you know, type of thing. There's no, we all got there on our own, so to speak. But it was like, like somebody was like, oh, how are you getting home? You guys are good. You know, like, it's just kind of like that automatic. And actually, it's a little bit off topic. But if if I could bring it up, like, because when you say about kindness, so, it's a little bit heavy but so my friend recently his sister passed away like just literally the other day like a couple weeks ago I went to the the viewing yesterday they're not Filipino they're Italian Mm -hmm. but I was telling my friend I remember so he has two sisters I like them both very much (laughs) type of thing but the one sister was kind of like the mean one so to speak the one who passed away was the one I remember to be very kind like Mm -hmm. to me and -hmm. to other people and I think why that was important to me is because I grew up in an area that there weren't a lot of Filipinos, it was predominantly Italian, it was very easy for me to be othered by whoever. But you know, luckily, you know, I have my group of friends. And like, even this person, Francine, shout out Francine, RIP, (laughs) who passed away, she, I just remember her being so kind to me, like, just really like, friendly and and welcoming. And, And I think, if you want to go to that extent we've spoken a lot of times like you know different cultures share similar kinds of values and i think maybe italians also like filipinos mm-hmm. very family oriented you know mm-hmm. very big on holidays very big on food right you know so maybe i just think about that now because i literally just said this to my friend today like about how she was so kind and mm-hmm. when you're asking about kindness that's what's popping up in my head right now right yeah. it's
3: interesting how People, I guess what I wanted to ask you was, what did she embody in terms of her kindness? Like there was something that obviously stuck with you, right? Like mm-hmm. she showed, it sounded like she showed generosity in, yeah. in some ways, you know?
1: I think generosity, empathy, like right. just non-judgmental, a very warm smile. It felt very authentic, you know, very right. genuine. Right. So yeah, I guess all of that, that's what I would like. That's how I'd like to manifest kindness. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm recognizing from her when, like, as I'm thinking about it now. Yeah,
3: like empathy, a warm reception, just warmth and compassion, right? Mm Yeah. Yeah, and kindness can kind of feel like a warm hug or a really Mm cozy blanket in some ways, kind of metaphor that, again, that you're being welcome and accepted. And Mm -hmm. as you said, no judgment, unconditional acceptance in a lot of ways. And isn't that wonderful? And doesn't that feel great to have, right? Especially as you were talking about kind of growing up, you know, in a Mm -hmm. neighborhood that, as you said, you were othered. Sherry, how about you? Like what does kindness mean to you? And
2: um, I like that you brought up the word kapwa because I think one of I forgot whose definition, but they use the word committed, committed to each other. Mm. And I find that so important. And I feel like it's something that we do in the community. If, if we are gonna bring it back to the holidays, like the question of whether we visit or are we visited just shows how much like Us as a people like checking in on each other, making sure that, oh, are you being fed properly? Well, here's some food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, you know, we haven't spoken in a while. Let's catch up. Something that we practice, right? And I think as Filipinos on Montreal, I think that's something that we also like to do through our events. Just like our market, checking in on people, like meeting people where they are. And, you know, you can't really teach Kindness. I know, Mm -hmm. like you know, we. I love the random acts of kindness. You know, we could like Mm -hmm. uh, you know influence Mm -hmm. people to be kind. But I feel like the greatest teacher is really leading by example. And when I think of kindness, I that's what I that's the first thing that that pops up in my mind. You know, being committed to each other and wanting the best for each other and being considerate.
3: Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's not about doing, as you said. It's about a way of being right? Like it's Mm. a mindset. And I think if one was to learn kindness, really, it's about adopting a mindset and then like living that mindset. And I think just as Filipinos, we are constantly checking on each other, you know, Mm -hmm. and that which is why, you know, everyone feels like family, we're constantly checking and that everyone automatically becomes part of our family, Mm -hmm. that we don't kind of come from a suspicious place. It's kind of like, come, come in our house, have some more. Mm -hmm. When I've seen non Filipinos come to Filipino events, they're just always like, Wow! Like I've been warmly received. Like I feel like I'm part of this already. That I, and it's just amazing that they feel that. And and I think that why I think about it during the holiday season is is again like, shouldn't we all be this way mm-hmm. all the time, as opposed to just doing it only for a particular time of the year? Mm-hmm. Wow! Mm-hmm. Filipinos in Montreal, I just have to kind of say what Ziggy says. Like we've always admired all of the activities that you do for the for the community in Montreal. And that to us, it is like the highest expression of kindness as far as we're concerned, because you guys are so community focused and so sharing and giving and generous of your time that to us, you embody kindness. And so I hope one day I can look into the Webster dictionary and find Filipinos in <laughs> Montreal there as an illustrative <laughs> example. Wow. Seriously, Sherry, I'm not, and I'm not even trying to ingratiate myself upon you or, or Eric. It is this idea that give yourself and you give to the community. And I think that that's ultimately what kindness is all about, right? Is give- I
2: think it's both ways. I think we receive a lot from the community mm-hmm. as well. I have no doubt. Yeah. I think we're only able to do these events because the, this is, you know, this is what is being expressed to us and it's always well received and it's always well supported by the community. And yeah, no, we're just really grateful and Thank totally. you so much for those kind words. It's That's true.
3: So nice. It's true. <laughs> like Siggy will put on our Instagram hashtag truth on all of that.
1: You know. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Actually, it's kind of like I was just gonna say this. We could swear, right? We we establish. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: We have an explicit so rating on our podcast. We have, okay.
1: Yeah. No, because what one person once told us as Filipinos of Montreal, and I think you're right, like I don't wanna like take it, but like yeah, I, I think to a certain degree as a group we do embody that first and foremost because we're always checking in on each other yeah to begin with you know like when each one of us has had share of difficulties over the years you know as everybody does and we're always very sensitive to each other and checking in and then you know do you need to take a step back and back and forth like whatever for for each other so i think kind of sherry like you said leading by example that's how we do it because we do it with ourselves to begin with and in terms of you know non-judgmental like the community is with us I remember one person told me it's like what's great about you guys is like you fuck with everybody. <laughs> it's like <laughs> like that's 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 basically what he said. Like, I love it. like it, love do, it
4: it didn't I matter.
1: It. We yeah, it didn't matter what niche or what, like it it's not just artists, it's not just Canadian born, it's not just from the Philippines, it's just whoever Ooh, yeah. is Filipino part of the diaspora. We just wanna know like the stories and we yeah. just wanna build that community. So
4: yeah.
3: yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's a wonderful place to end off. And I think kind of leads us to the fixing of the week, which is kindness starts with ourselves. And I would also say too, that kindness is with your community. So visit, check in on someone this holiday season, if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. That, That takes us to the end. And, you know, Listeners, you need to know. Uh, Siggy was like saying to both Eric and Sherry, "This is gonna f- go fast, and <laughs> it totally does. This, uh, this <laughs> hour totally went good. really quickly for us. I'm sure we're gonna have Eric and Sherry and the rest of the Filipinos and Montreal crew back sometime soon. And Sherry, you and I have to do a Ninong Ninong mm. episode, right? <laughs> I think so. so. You, 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 you need
2: to you need to tell me how to open this open house chocolate. Yeah, bottle, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> You know, like Ninong and Ninong hacks with Kuya and Sherry. Right. So <laughs> that'll good. be the episode. I so I can't wait i can't wait i'm excited yeah, yeah <laughs> sherry and
0: eric do you guys want to share any upcoming events for the filipinos of montreal that you guys have slated
2: for later this month we have a fun year ahead let me just yes. say that.
3: tell us the fun year ahead then
2: you will find out if you follow our instagram Excellent. At, <laughs> at filipinos of montreal on instagram Perfect. so bated in breath
0: and then you have an open invitation to come back more Yes. and talk to us some more. It's so great to have you guys. And what's your email address
2: for Filipinos Montreal? The Filipinos of Montreal at gmail.com.
0: We are the Halo Podcast, and our email is at <laughs> Hello, Hello, culture at gmail.com. The Halo Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Rate us, leave reviews, subscribe, tell your friends all about us. You can find us on social media too. We are at Instagram at halohalopopculture.
3: Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Bastadian. Our musical theme is by Chelle Turingen, and I think this is our last main episode for the December holidays. So that's right. Have a happy holiday! Happy
0: holidays, malagayin Pasco folks. Bye. Sherry, say goodbye too.
2: <laughs> Bye, everyone. Happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays. <laughs>